We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. KC Laboratory, sponsored by Emprise Bank. Another live edition of the KC Laboratory. Yes, it is, and it's presented by Emprise Bank. Look, an Emprise Bank debit card is good anywhere. You have access to fifty-five thousand fee-free ATMs worldwide through the All Point ATM network. You can get the same kind of access to your money as any bank across the country while getting the value of working with a trusted partner like Emprise Bank, member FDIC, our partners impossible here at KC Sports Network, uh, partners impossible for the KCSN Draft Guide. Uh, we decided to do a, a, another live episode because camp kicked off today. There's plenty to talk about, and we wanted to. We actually, we might even answer some questions here at the end of the show too. So um, we'll, we'll ask we for those to. later. We, I, we have to. We're ca- contractually obligated to. Uh Maddie Lane is contractually obligated to be here. Find him on Twitter at Maddie underscore KCSN. Hello, Matthew. I'd be here if I didn't have to, but it's it's football season. <laughs> I'm rejuvenated. I've been since the draft. I have been so separated from football, as separated as I've ever been in my life from the game of football. And then, yeah, as as Matthew Kendrick says, yeah, football. Because I woke up today and I was just like, oh, today's the day. Today's the day where stuff starts back up again. It's time, and uh, you know, we're we're here. We're ready. We decide to come live at you guys again this week because I think we're all a little hyped right now. And then as the day went on, there may or may not have been some more news that's exciting for Chiefs fans. So, you know, it was it was a good day to be a Chiefs fan. It's also a good day to remind everybody that Craig is great. And if you are watching <laughs> the show right now, please let him know how great he is in the comment section. But oh. also while you're doing that, you can go down and like and subscribe to the channel. You know, make sure you catch us all every time we're going live. It is worth it. it the, the content from here only gets better. We only get better as the season goes on. We're in preseason two right now. It's only going to get better once we get to September, October, November, so on and so forth. So, Craig, you're great, buddy. Welcome. Uh, stop. Stop with that. But, mustache is yes. great, too. Mm, okay. I got to admit, mustache <laughs> is pretty great. No, it's been it's been an awesome week for KC Sports Network. Nate Taylor is doing stuff with us on Tuesdays. We got Mike and Jeff Allen back. We got all kinds of daily content to so make sure – Hit that subscribe, give us the five stars, do all that stuff. Like, that's all great because camp has started. We all have eyes on it. We got the great Eddie High out there doing videos for us. He caught fire week, day one with, with the Juju day catch, one. the big bomb there, day one. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a great week for Chiefs football. We're back in it, and we got you covered here with everything that we're doing. Can't. Let's talk a little bit about camp today. 
We should, because there's, there's, you know, some stuff to at least address a little bit. Um, plenty of storylines in training camp, uh, some news. I mean, there's some, you know, potential players. We'll talk about that there in a little bit. Uh, maybe, maybe being added to the roster, but let's talk about who's there. Uh, Orlando Brown, just kidding. Um, I, I think we got to start with Juju. Uh, and I don't want, I don't think, I don't think, um, I don't know if Maddie's going to take a victory lap here, but he's, he's been saying like all off season that like, it seems like they're maybe keeping Juju under wraps a little bit with some of the off season narratives. And the first time we get eyes on Juju Smith Schuster, he is all indications, a heavy part of the offense and making a lot of plays and looking great doing so. So tip of the cap to you, Maddie. Uh, with your with your with your instincts there, I think you're right. How long have you known me, Kent? Uh, I don't know where this is going. Five years. Okay. Have you ever known me to take a victory lap? <laughs> yes. All right then. So day <laughs> one of camp, and it's weird. All of a sudden, three catches in a row during the first seven on seven period. Juju Smith Schuster. Eleven on eleven. Team period comes. Huh. Who's going to make the highlight play? Juju Smith-Schuster. It was something that we did talk about. And it, not just me. A fair amount of people talked about this. I don't think that Juju Smith-Schuster was some kind of secret weapon. It's just the way things were playing out, it seemed like he was, wasn't getting the same level of hype as some other receiving options that were coming to the team were getting. And I just I kept in the back of my mind, he's getting the pressers first. Happened again now. He was clearly the face of the wide receiver room, outward facing, but in low-key ways. None of the media members, when it was media-only practices, were really pushing them, and I just found it a little odd, given everything we know about all these receivers. It took one day of everybody getting to be there for Juju Smith-Schuster to be the wide receiver that everybody was talking about. And as J.M. Bond said in chat on, on the Twitch, as B.J. Kissel calls it, Craig's mustache is maybe the only thing better than Juju's diving catch from camp <laughs> the first day. And I mean, I, I agree. Like Juju was everything that I kind of anticipated being. It's just day one. Andy Reid alluded to him being a little banged up through some of camp stuff during this uh, summer. So maybe that slowed down some of the hype train. But day one, if it's any indication, he's easily got a leg up for wide receiver one right now. Yeah, we talked a little bit about this uh, when we talked about the offense uh, about a week ago going into camp. It's like we're going to know pretty quickly what the Chiefs have in Juju, how much he's going to factor into the team, how that's all going. Hey, well, pretty quickly it happened to be day one for, for this one. Um, I, I think the thing that that's most interesting to me, I know everybody make the diving catch and all of that. That was a filthy route to send Trent McDuffie out. Poor Trent McDuffie. He got baptized by Juju Smith-Schuster, which is good. You know, the competition, yeah. he's seeing he's seeing a really good route runner there. He just absolutely got torched by him on that particular play. But it was some of the other stuff, like some of the highlights that we've seen of him running curl routes, some of the stuff that we've seen on some crossing routes, some stuff like that. It just looks sharp. It looks mm -hmm. very professional, very sharp, very locked in with the offense. And you see the excitement on that long bomb Patrick Mahomes threw. Of course, he's excited about it because you know Juju's wide open and he let that ball go before Juju came out of his break. Like it, it was awesome from Mahomes, but it was Travis Kelsey. Like Kelsey seeing it happen and getting so excited down the field. Like I, I think you're already seeing, even with this new receiving room, you're already seeing elements of that camaraderie that, and it speaks to kind of what they've done so far this off season, the type of relationship that they have with those guys. So it should just get you even further excited by the way that they're all interacting and the way that Juju Smith-Schuster has started camp. There is a good chance that he's going to have a really, really big year in this Chiefs offense. It sounds ridiculous to react to highlights like that in some way. But at the same time, like, I think you see some of the, you know, you see some of the things that you're, you were hopeful to see, you know, I think from a, from a physically, he looks great. Juju Smith shooter looks great. Like some of the sharpness you talk about in his break, the explosion, um, relative to his capabilities. Yeah. I feel like I, I think he's moving extremely well. He looks very good in that regard sure-handed ball tracking a lot of the traits that you already saw 
And now you're just seeing he looks good physically. These are all positive indicators for me. It's saying like, yeah, this guy could potentially be primed to have a very, very big year in this offense. You saw some of the utilization where he was utilized on the field. Looks like he does was taking a lot, a lot of the outside reps, um, which I mean, you know, someone's got to play out there, right? You know, and I and I think even when, I think I even talked about it. I think he's going to X a little bit more than than we think. I think I talked about that when I wrote about him. I think he's going to X a little bit more than we think. Now it's camp install, and they're not why I suing Travis Kelsey on day one. It might have been twenty one personnel, <laughs> you know, like. It's McColl and, and Juju and Trav, you know, but I, I think what you've seen so far, you've got to be kind of, kind of interested. You got to kind of be interested in what we've seen to this point. I feel very good about where that, where that's trending. I'm excited to get eyes on him this weekend. I'll be there Saturday. Craig will be there Friday uh, and for, and Saturday as well. So we're going to be getting a lot of eyes on uh, the, all the receivers uh, in uh, St. Joseph, come say hi if you see us. We'd love to to say what's up. Uh, so yeah, like, really excited about Juju. Maddie, you're not one to take victory laps. True. Um, that's not something that's in your nature. Never would consider it. Um, but there's there we give each other ten guys in the KCSN draft guys. I think I hear like, a bus coming. You hear the bus? Oh, I. I do hear the bus. Okay. I do hear it. Yeah. Oh, we can. Yeah. I, I, is that the is that the Josh Williams wagon? Oh, we got the Williams wagon. Should it do some laps around Arrowhead? It probably should. No, don't oh. do anything that the Raiders would do. <laughs> so for those long, long time listeners, we had a favorite of this podcast. His name was Jordan Lucas. He played safety for the Chiefs. He was fun. <laughs> he got nicknamed by this podcast, the Lucas Locomotive. It, the locomotive was fun. It never quite got out of the station. It was there. The the barrel got did on. Well. It looked good. It just never quite got out of the station. That's okay. We're trying again. The Williams wagon. Load them <laughs> up, baby. Load them up. You know, you can't get anybody. These are this is a guy that we all like as a draft prospect, but I slapped a my guy on him, Josh Williams out of Fayetteville State, small school guy, good athlete, just his length, his physical ability with his length and height and how good his feet looked at the senior bowl, making a massive step up in competition, really drew me in. I was super excited for any of those that were with us with the live KCS and draft show. We were all super excited that the Chiefs got it, went ahead and drafted him. We were super hyped, but then it always came with a, eh, it didn't seem like the Chiefs coaching staff loved everything about him. It seemed like they liked him as a person, but maybe not as Phil. And it might be a slow buildup to get him out there on the field. Then all of a sudden you start hearing a few reports coming out of rookie camp or the mini or training camp before when it was just rookies that he's making some plays. And here we are first day of training camp who gets on the field in Rashad Fenton's absence before Alani Johnson, before other guys have been around the league, Josh Williams. And what's the first thing he does make a pass breakup on a vertical route, getting everybody hyped. You go through and look at all the highlights we've seen. You don't see him at looking out of place in any of them. He's getting early reps. It sounds like he, the return on the investment is good right now. So, like, this Williams wagon, like, it's big. There's room for a lot of you on here, but don't be late because I can't promise it's going to be in the station as long as the locomotive was. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you're you're lining up against McCole Hartman on a vertical route, coming from a D2 school, stepping on the field against the Chiefs offense, and – looking up to snuff in day one of camp. Now, Andy Reid made sure to put out there. It's like, yeah, no, that's great. It's good that, you know, he's he's out there and he's performing well. You know, we're going to rotate a lot of guys at that spot. He just happened to be the first one up. But the fact that he was the first one up means that some of that stuff that we heard about him, liking the person, liking the way that he handled things in the film room, Steve Spagnuolo trusts that man to execute the coverage call already. And it, you know, Justin Reed, who... I can spend ages on his presser. It was, uh, I'm smitten with the man right we now. We can but go there he, later. Yeah, we can go there later. But I mean, like he talked about how there's maybe 15% of the playbook on the field right now. But that should mean that everybody it has roughly the same sort of experience, roughly the same ability to get on the field. And Josh Williams was the first guy, a rookie D2 guy that was out there with Trent McDuffie, obviously, and Legereus Sneed. But they're in the nickel when they're going with those three corner sets. Josh Williams was the guy to take the field. That screams that he's doing something right in the film room, that he's doing something right in the DB room to get that opportunity. Because 
Steve Spagnuolo's got lots of guys in there. He's got lots of guys that can kind of cycle through, try some stuff out. That got a rookie, a rookie. Like that's that's incredible, and it just speaks to the effort that he's put in so far off the field. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked to you know we've talked like his progression and growth throughout the process. Like one of the things we were excited to see, you know, is like let's see the progression and growth of Joshua Williams because he's seeming seemingly getting better. You know, so I. One thing we don't talk about, and I, I I try to bring this up every now and then, I don't think the NFL draft, pre-draft process applies the same to everybody. I think some people benefit more than others from it. And I some, think some growth happens. And some of the guys that come out of nowhere are because maybe they take to the pre-draft process and are able to make bigger strides than other guys through that pre-draft process. Joshua Williams just might be one of those guys because... I mean, all the physical traits are there. He's gotten thrown into the fire against elite competition at the senior bowl. He's gotten a lot of, you know, opportunities here throughout the, you know, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of snaps available during OTAs and minicamp. He's had some chances out here and it seems like getting, at least getting the first crack is very impressive. You know, that's a statement, whether or not, you know, Andy downplays, Hey, we're going to rotate a lot of guys. Josh Williams on day one which is the day that everyone's paying attention to <laughs> is the guy that rolls out there. And, you know, it's, it sucks for Rashad Fenton starting the season on the pup list, but I, this might be the guy that Trey Smith's someone this year. This might be the guy that does it at cornerback. Mm -hmm. Joshua Williams might be the guy that winds up getting some opportunities here, you know, in, in, in the a Rashad Fenton, you know, just kind of, He's the, you know, he's on the, he's on the other side of this, unfortunately. Josh Williams might be the guy that, that, that rides a strong preseason. Like this could be it. He's getting that first crack. And we were all surprised how quickly Trey Smith was getting opportunities with the ones last year. We're surprised today. Joshua Williams is getting the opportunities day one with the ones. This is very interesting. I wouldn't be stunned if this is the guy, like, I mean, you heard, I think Nate Taylor wrote too, uh, the Chiefs have really liked what he's what he's done to this point. Uh, he he talked about like I think some of his preseason or his camp previews. Like, hey, the the Chiefs are excited about this guy. I'm excited about him. There's a lot of guys I'm excited about. Um, well, I think, and I just wanted to say, I think an interesting part is Steve Spagnuolo is not going to back off of having at least a corner that can be physical at the line of scrimmage and press and utilize his length and defend you know other X wide receivers. And while Rashad Fenton may be able to do that. We all like him more on the outside in that role than we do in the slot where the Chiefs kind of used him early on. But I also don't think Rashad Fenton has the best prototype for a physical press corner at the line of scrimmage either. It's fine. It's not bad by any means. It's just, it's not Charvarius Ward. It's not Josh Williams. It's not Lonnie Johnson. These are guys that profile better in that role. If they want to keep that role opposite of Trent McDuffie, who is the opposite of that physical profile, it looks like Josh Williams right now is in the lead over Alani Johnson or anybody else in the roster, at least as of day one. So like, that's cool. That's fun. Now, am I ready to be Devin Keed? Like I was last year where Devin called <laughs> early rep and slowly lost it. Sure. That's quite the possibility of that, but I like the hype so far. It's really good. It's a lot of Devin Keed, <laughs> Devin Keed. I, I'm going to talk about Justin Reed. I'm just, I'm just launching into it. You guys are going to find it. Yeah. No. I'm just going to talk about it. I love what listen to this man do pressers, the calm, collected confidence. Like that's, that's what it is. Now I, I really enjoyed everything that we got out of Tyron Matthew last year. You know, I love listening to those pressers, but it's just different listening to Justin Reed, the, the calmness, the way that he's going about it, the way that he, you know, is, is doing, uh, you know, is, talking about the way that he's approaching Spagnuolo's defense, talking about how much of a difference it is in Kansas City. I mean, for Chiefs fans have to love this man already because he said that day one was as big as some fan days were in Houston and that the fan days he's expecting like a spring game atmosphere, like straight up collegiate, you know, massive practice with tons of people. He's excited to be here. And the things that he went through talking about, the young guys giving credit to LJ, Legarius Sneed being the veteran in the room, talking about Juan Thornhill, how he, you know, he's right there with him. Like he fully agrees that he's going to be an all pro, had an interception in a PBU today. And when they it was asked about that, he said, Listen, man, that's just me executing my assignment for Steve Spagnolo. It's like it's stuff like that that you just 
hear the way that he's integrated himself as the leader already. And when he came in here, that was the expectation. And boy, has he filled that those shoes immediately. Like not not in the same ways that we saw with Matthew in the previous three years, but in a completely different way. And I'm just really looking forward to his entire approach and the way that he's going about it. And it kind of seems like guys are glomming onto him. I certainly were with Tyron as well, but they're really glomming onto him in a way that I think these young guys, so many young bodies are listening to him, are listening to what he's bringing to the table and are making sure that they're executing in the same way, learning in the same way, And I think that we're going to see a pretty cohesive unit on the back end, even though it's new. They even talked about week one. He's like, I've seen the way that this team has started in, you know, the past couple of years, like it started slow. We're not doing that. That's what he said. We are not doing that. This is, this is why we're here day one, because week one, we have to be the best possible defense we can be. And that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. Be right back. I'm going to Google the word glomming. Uh, Never, never heard that one before. One thing I like about Justin Reed is the commitment to the process. And it seems like, you know, you can listen to some of his comments is just, you know, the understanding of the, uh, of what's ahead, the understanding of what needs to get done and the commitment to getting that on an individual day basis. It's very process oriented. And I think there's a lot of guys that are following in line and a lot of guys that are willing to do that. And I think you've heard that there's a lot, there's a maturity to a lot of the guys that the chiefs have drafted. It's the same kind of mentality. A lot of these guys have adopted that kind of mentality that, that, you know, that, that willingness to, to stick to a process to, you know, achieve that, you know, to, to, to be ahead of where they want to be by week one, to be ready for week one. Um, I've really appreciated the maturity of this entire group that just seems like they're just very process oriented and Justin Reed's leading from the leading from the front with that. And um, I'm I'm really anxious to see what the what the byproduct of that is. But like that's one of the just themes if you're looking throughout a lot of these guys, not just in Reed, just Justin Reed, but all of these, even the young kids, it just seems like it, they're they're all wired the right way and getting a group of those guys together. I think it's going to matter when it when it when it becomes, you know, when, when it all when it's all said and done, it's going to be extremely valuable. It. We kind of talked about it a little bit before we got on here, just specifically with Justin Reed. It the way he comes across in pressers is very much like a leader. And this was a big thing about him coming out of Stanford, you know, four years ago. That was everybody loved his character and his personality and everything like that. And we were talking about everybody that listens to him absolutely loves him. And then you compare and contrast that with Tyron Matthew, who was just here. And like this isn't his players, but just how they take over this leadership role. And you just come out of the pressers feeling almost entirely different despite the fact that they say a lot of the same stuff. It's just how they say it or how they present it. They very much send a lot of the same message if you remove the exact words and the way they describe things. Just Justin Reed comes across as very calm, very collected, and a lot more subdued. Tyron Matthews a lot more rah-rah, a lot more intense than your face. And I'm not saying either one's right or wrong by any stretch of the imagination. It's just, it seems like the direction the Chiefs are going, it's really nice to have the way that Reed is going about this presser. He's still saying the same stuff. He's still being the leader. He's taking on this defense. He's taking on the role of getting, you know, being the guy that controls everything, but he's not doing it from the same level of, oh my God, I have this massive chip on my shoulder. Let me push that chip onto everybody else and always play at this certain level of intensity, which is fine. That's made a, you know, uh, all pro, a, you know, near hall of fame level player for Tyron Matthew. It's just a little bit different. We got to move on to Dunlap, but I want one more lightning round take from each of you from camp from the first day. Mine, Roderick Johnson at left tackle. What is this? 36-inch arms, I get it, but okay, and what else? That that was that one caught me by surprise. It seems like it seems like those dudes are just gonna rotate. Andy said that like they're gonna rotate a lot of guys through there. Um uh, mine was the thing that I it, yeah, it is. Yeah. No, mine was the thing that we kind of talked about throughout the offseason. I was excited to get to camp to see how, you know, the defensive end room was working with each other with those young guys. Frank Clark, George Karloftis are just like side by side the entire time. That's a good person for George to be next to learn the way that Steve Spagnuolo wants his defensive ends to play. My takeaway is that uh, 
potentially signing Carlos Dunlap means it's probably not likely that the Chiefs are going to trade for Robert Quinn. Speaking of trade, Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Whether your friend calls you a coffee snob or you just know it when coffee tastes really perfect, Trade's real coffee experts personally taste test over 450 roasts so they know exactly what to recommend to you. And they have a quiz. You just answer a couple questions and you'll get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. No gimmicks. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN, that is more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash KCSN and let trade find you a coffee that you'll love. That is drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off. All right, the news coming out from Josina Anderson that the Kansas City Chiefs are bringing in Carlos Dunlap for a visit. I believe Adam Schefter had it as well, uh, both of them. But sounds like, you know, per Josina Anderson, things heated up yesterday. Don't know what that means. But uh, sounds like the Chiefs are in the market for a defensive end, potentially, and they are looking to Carlos Dunlap to, uh, to be in the mix, Greg. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it makes sense. Like, if you watch Carlos Dunlap play any amount of football over the past ever in his career, realistically, um, the way that he's played defensive end is exactly the way that Steve Spagnolo wants you know his defensive ends to play they play with power they set the edge against the run they go through the tackle they kind of back everything up like carlos carlos dunlap and maddie was talking about him i mean like all the specs kind of line up for a spags defensive end and I, I, you just watch him he looks like a forklift like he does like he's a guy that is just going to pick up the tackle pick up the tight end rush him back into the quarterback and he's going to be effective with a power rush with a bull rush that's what he does his best and the chiefs definitely need another defensive end they need another guy in the rotation and he may be on the you know older side certainly the end of his career here but he's got a little bit of juice left in the tank had eight and a half sacks last year really produced pretty well despite only playing 38 percent of the snaps i mean it's he didn't get a ton of opportunities but really produced well the chiefs can get away with that they can have a guy in the rotation that only plays about 40 percent of the snaps at defensive end with Karloftis, frank clark Mike Dana, Joshua Kando, all these guys in the rotation, you had Carlos Dunlap there, it raises the floor of the room fairly significantly in my mind. Maddie, what do you think? 
Yeah, and so this is kind of my lead-in with Carlos Dunlap here is, especially at this point in his career, but maybe throughout the majority of his career, he's never going to be a guy that you are pounding the table for his ceiling. His ceiling isn't going to improve you from a good to an elite pass rushing unit or anything along those lines. He's just a good, solid, competent defensive end. I would say at this point in his career, you're just getting a steady guy. He's the picture perfect. If you want to think of what a Steve Spagnuolo defensive end is, it's probably Carlos Dunlap. The athleticism is an elite. The production in one-on-one situations isn't going to be elite, but you're not going to find a player that's going to really be outworked ever in, in Dunlap. He's just constantly going to give it his all. He's going to be plus plus first the run. He's going to be a good pass rusher when given good looks and stuff like that. So I think the move makes, sorry guys, we're dealing with a, few, a little bit of technical difficulty here since, you know, we got overrun. I get dipped out, can't get dipped out. I, too much hair gel in the connection wires, I guess. Um, <laughs> I keep so, getting kicked out of this show. I, I get the message, guys. We're talking defense. <laughs> we thought you were just leaving. <laughs> I, I just assumed that's what was happening. Um, so yeah, Dunlop, perfect fit. I think anyone that's kind of listened for a while understands what a Steve Spagnuolo defensive end is. Big, thick guy with long arms, plays to run well. But I think the interesting part right now is the Josina Andrews stuff and that we were kind of touching on. It's just like they're making sure they get this visit in as quickly as possible from both sides. I almost at this point would be a little bit more surprised if he does not end up a chief sooner rather than later, just based on the way the timeline's being reported, who it's coming from, and the way things are being worded at this point in time. No, I I agree. I think I think this is heading towards. I mean, you, I think this is heading towards the Chiefs coming to a deal uh, for Carlos Dunlap. It, it just, I mean, yeah, the, the nature of the the conversation doesn't seem to me like they're, they're this is a this is a little flyer. They're just kind of you know they're trying to get him in quickly. The intensified comment I think has to do with with financials. I think that I mean, obviously, like if they're saying things are heating up, that's money. The money's changing, <laughs> you know, and so. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, things intensified. What would Brett Veach call and say, look, Carlos, we really want you. Like, I know we said we wanted you like a month ago. Now we really want. No, it's it, the financials have obviously changed to a point where Carlos Dunlap's wanting to get up there and, and, and have a look with this football team. So yeah, I, I would, let's do it right now. Handicap this or set, set a percentage. What's the, what's the, what's the percent chance you think Carlos Dunlap is a chief by this time tomorrow, Matthew? By this time tomorrow, um, sixty four percent. What if we do forty eight hours from now? Because it's probably if it, Matt, if if this changes your answer, I'm gonna be pissed. Um, seventy eight percent. No, actually, it would probably go down if it passes the twenty four hour mark. It'd probably mm-hmm. go down because then it sounds like things were in agreement. Essentially, this is where my mind is out. Of this he's coming to Kansas City tonight to meet with everybody. They're gonna hit him up with the physical early, late tonight, early tomorrow morning. If everything checks out, there's a deal verbally in place. That's boom, done. He can go deal with the stuff that he's already got pre-planned. That's going on. I think this is a come get a physical thing so that we can lock this in and make sure it's over. So if we get to the afternoon or especially evening tomorrow without hearing anything, and then especially if you hear that he has left Kansas City, yeah. Eh, that's probably not good news. I never. I mean, yeah. For what it's worth, the uh, Carlos Dunlap visited with the Panthers on Monday. The Panthers, according to all reports, still believe that they are in the sweepstakes for him. Um, Justine Anderson reported that the Seahawks have an open door for him. That obviously means, hey, here's your low money offer. If you get done with everything and you want to play football, we got a door open for you. I mean, that makes sense. The Chiefs have done that in the past, but. The fact that, you know, the, the report here says he may visit with Casey late tonight. So flying in tonight to try and meet with them late tonight. That just screams to me that, like, uh, that's a that's a guy who's very motivated to get something done. Like, and they're going to be motivated to get something done. If they're willing to host him, willing to get him in there, they obviously want to get him into camp. I really, truly believe that, you know, that it's going to go that direction. I, before, when it was, oh, he's visiting the Chiefs. And I went, okay, well, I know he's visiting the Panthers. Let's see. Let's see if maybe you know, we've seen guys that have used the Chiefs a little bit, try to leverage some things against them, drive the costs up. We've seen that stuff. It's not just the Chiefs. It's everywhere in the NFL. But the fact that he's got stuff that he needs to handle personally, he wants to get something done. He is flying out here immediately 
in the hopes to get something done. I, I mean, honestly, as long as, as long as the Chiefs don't lowball him here, like I, I think he's in Kansas City. And I think that it's going to be, I'm going to go as far as to say it's an 85% chance that this time tomorrow, Carlos Dunlap is a Chief and wearing number 96. Ooh, 96. Wow, he's got the number too. Uh, well, yeah, I in Cincinnati and it's open right now. I think I think it's I think it's realistic to think he's going to be here. I do. Um, it makes way too much sense. Like if the Chiefs aren't going to go after Robert Quinn, which you know who knows. I mean, it doesn't sound as as optimistic as I you know as it could have been maybe a month ago. It doesn't seem like you know he reported in Carl or, or Robert Quinn reported camp. He, I mean. Did I think he wants more money potentially? Like you know, there's stuff there's stuff in play there, and this could be a really nice nice uh, nice alternative to that. You know, like, I'm not saying like I, I think I still think Robert Quinn's a better football player than Carlos Dunlap at this point, but I think what the Chiefs want and the, what the Chiefs need at defensive end, Carlos Dunlap helps this football team in some capacity. Well, Robert Quinn costs a draft pick. And Robert it, Quinn I, costs yep. an asset. He costs Carlos more money Dunlap. too. Yeah, doesn't sure. and i mean this is our buddy you know bearcat basically you know is kind of paused to this a little bit I won't, I won't steal his take here but i mean robert quinn showed up to camp kind of surprisingly this week like out of the blue it's just like oh hey i'm here now now all of a sudden the chiefs are visiting with carlos dunley i have no idea if those two things are correlated or anything like that i do know that it's not because they took a look at the defensive end room today in one day right. of unpadded practices where they're not even hitting each other and went, oh man, this isn't good enough. That's not what happened. I'm That's, certain that they've been working for something for a while now. But if yeah. you believe that, I mean, if you believe the timeline, if you believe the timeline that Josie Anderson reports had nothing to do with them showing up today. Yeah. I mean, unless they, I mean, I unless they didn't like what Frank Clark weighed in at. You know, or something like that. What you're saying the move, the call, the Dunlap wasn't made when Frank Clark overslept and showed up late <laughs> when he was sick. Yeah, that's not yeah, what they. No. That's not what they did. No, it was made well before this, so yes. it's not one day of the veterans being there and the Chiefs no. went, "Oh no, we're no. in trouble." No. It's, oh it's not, no, they're not even it. in pads, but we're going to make this decision. And we see, I've seen some questions coming in, and I, you know, we're going to answer some, take some questions from you guys here in a little bit. I did want to address some of the the Dunlap versus Robert Quinn ones that we've seen mm -hmm. since we're talking about this right now. Uh, Robert Quinn's a better better football player because he's a better pass rusher right now. I do think Robert Quinn is better because he's a better pass rusher. Very specifically, he's a better speed rusher, which is still kind of what dominates the game of football right now, especially at this point in their respective careers. That being said, Carlos Dunlap last year had eight and a half sacks, which is pretty good. The thing was, I believe it was like eight of them came the final six games of the year. So what happened was early in the season, he suffered a toe injury, turf toe. It's looked like he played through it for a while until about the middle of November or the end of November, he played all the way down to about 10 and less than 10% of their snaps in a couple games. Once he returned, once there was a three-game stretch where he didn't play above like 25% of their snaps, then all of a sudden, eight sacks came over the next six games. He's getting three sacks a game against the Rams. Like All of a sudden, it looks like whatever was bogging him down there to start the year or in the middle of the season – kind of went away, and here he came back, back with a super strong finish to the year. So it's not like Carlos Dunlap is done. It's not like, you know, you look at his stats, he didn't play over half the snaps for Seattle, but it does seem like he was dealing with an injury for a lot of the year last year and then was very productive down the stretch without it. So he's not a full-time, you know, 80% of the snaps player like Frank Clark has was in his prime for the Chiefs, but he can come in and be better than what Melvin Ingram was last year because he's a better run defender. He's got more juice as a pass rusher right now. That's a, that's a great signing for the Chiefs. Remember how mad everybody was when the Chiefs didn't get Melvin Ingram? I mean, he's in he's in the same realm. Like, we're talking Alex Okafor snaps here. We're talking yeah. about, you know, Emmanuel Ogba. I know we all remember him fondly. He didn't get to play a oh. ton because of injury and stuff like that. Like, that's the type of snap count that we're talking about here. We're not talking about a guy that, okay, line up. You're rushing the passer, playing on defense for 70% of the snaps. It's just, like I said, it raises the floor a little bit. And they've certainly been looking at a lot of guys recently. It's not, you know, not just Dunlap. They brought in Azur Kamara, you know, a guy for, that played with the Cowboys. They brought in the guy from USFL. And I'm sorry, I've just, 
blanked on his name right now, but they they brought him in. Yeah. So, I mean, like they've been bringing in some defensive ends. They're obviously looking to shore up that room. So I think it just makes sense. Uh, If you are, if you're liking what's going on here on the channel right now and everything going on at Casey sports network, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. It helps us while we're doing this live show. It helps us. Um, grow this channel and i promise you if you go back and look at like the last three days of content you're not going to want to miss everything we've got going on at casey sports network we've got former players nate taylor is coming on every tuesday we've got you know kcsn uh update every day like we've got all kinds of great stuff going every single day here hit the subscribe button please hit the like button uh and actually if you want to go ahead start asking some questions now because i think we're going to start answering some of those uh, that you leave in the comments here. So we'll start answering those in a second. But really quick, uh, if you're living a pay- if you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now Dave can help get you out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pitch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Future you will thank you. All right, let's start answering a few of the questions that we have uh, here on, uh, on, the, on, the, on the channel. And uh, let's start with JM Bond 31 Who snaps would Dunlap con- into... Clark, Dana, or Karloftis? Matthew, why don't you take that one? Oh, uh, Mike Dana the most. Uh, I think it's very clear that George Karloftis is going to play a significant role for this team. He's out there getting as much extra work in with, he, with Frank Clark as he possibly can. I think you could see Frank Clark's, you know, uh, lose a few snaps, but who's to say that's because of Dunlap and not just because of age and trying to preserve him. So, like, I think Mike Dana, specifically because he's kind of been the run stopper, which is something that Dunlop is good at, he would see the most significant decrease in overall snap count. All right, let's jump ahead and get the next question in here, Tucker. All right, Morgan C., can Sky Moore really play like Debo? Craig, do you want that one? Yeah, I'll take this. I, you know, it, th- that comment comes from Juju Smith-Schuster saying that he's lining up a little bit everywhere. He's lining up outside. He's lining up in the slot. We may even see him lining up as a running back. I know everybody's ears just completely perked out. Oh, do we, do we get Debo? Like, I think it'll be more like the Tyreek Hill rookie year usage. Maybe use him on some of that gadget stuff. Use him to get him out in space, you know, in the flat a little bit, as well as being able to run him out of the slot, as well as being able to run him in the boundary. I think he's certainly a more refined wide receiver than Tyreek Hill was coming out. And that doesn't mean that he's going to be on the Tyreek Hill path here. But I think you are going to see him in the backfield a little bit. We we know Andy Reid likes to mess around with those guys a little bit. McCole Hardman is lined up in the backfield as well. I think that that's just one of those things that Juju sees in the playbook and maybe, you know, goes, oh, interesting. And so, you know, happen to let it slip out a little bit today. Hey, if if uh, he goes on a similar arc to what Tyreek did in his rookie, you know, year, like there's there's some there's some logic to to how that happened. You know, like there there's some logic there. And have All you right. seen his lower half? New meaning to wide back. <laughs> Yeah, Maddie's been very much on quad. Uh, our guy, Eddie High, follow him on Twitter, by the way. He's doing an outstanding job uh, with the KCSN coverage. Over under Juju receptions at 91 and a half. Ooh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the under. Oh. Barely. I think it's a great line. I think 91 and a half is a great line. Uh, I'm going over. He surpassed it twice in his career. That happened to be both times he played 16 games, and that was also sharing targets with probably better receiver rooms than he's going to be dealing with in Kansas City. I think what we've seen early on, too, he may have the trust of the, the this quarterback that's going to sling the ball around. Slamming the over. Absolutely. Slamming? Slamming the over, Ooh. yes. I like the over pretty comfortably, too. 
do you guys <laughs> know how many catches Travis Kelsey had last year? He not off the top of my head. Like how that. many did he have last year? He had 92. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you you think Juju's gonna eat up more tart more? How many catches, catches did Tyree Kill have last year? <laughs> a bajillion. He had yeah. yes. <laughs> roughly 300. I'm gonna say yes because as great as Travis Kelsey is. Uh, you aren't going to throw pop pass to him behind the line of scrimmage. You're not going to throw as many screens to him as you are going to be a wide receiver. There's a lot of cheap catches receivers get that tight ends just gen- generally are not going to get. I don't think Juju's getting a pop pass this year. Oh, I will take that bet in a heartbeat. <laughs> they are going to put the ball in that man's hands and let him run. I, do, I think they'll put the ball in his hands. I don't think it'll be the pop pass. Like oh, I think it'll be sh- shovels, bubbles, there. shovels, bubbles, screens, but I think the pop passes will go to like GT Sky. counter pop pass. It, he, they're pulling straight out of Lincoln Riley's playbook. <laughs> I mean, the pop pass. Yeah, he's talking about the little tap. You know, the little McCole. Yeah, oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, gadget. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's yeah. not where Juju's. Sammy got play. one. Juju's getting one. Wait, who got one? Sammy. Yeah, <laughs> you might be right. All right, next question, Tucker. Uh, Mason Wright. If Josh Williams shows out through the rest of camp and preseason, does he replace Fenton as the nickel corner? Matthew, I, I think it's a possibility for the simple fact that we kind of talked about earlier. He's the one guy that has the physical press corner profile that Steve Spagnuolo loves. And if you were going to put, if you want that guy to put across from Trent McDuffie, who doesn't have it, he's the best option. It's him or Lonnie Johnson are your best options. Rashad Fenton is good. He's probably been the best in the NFL so far. Him and Lonnie Johnson are close, but I Rashad Fenton's a little bit more of a jack of all trades rather than specialized. I think Lonnie Johnson, Joshua Williams are specialized in their ability to play press coverage. If Josh Williams is outplaying Lonnie, then yeah, I think he absolutely has a 50-50 shot with Rashad Fenton to be that third corner that comes in and plays on the outside when Snead kicks inside. All right, we got our next question here, Tucker. Uh, JM Bond, will the behind-the-back pass happen in the game? Feels like it would be to Kelsey on the goal line, kind of like the shovel pass last year. If they throw a ball but if Patrick Mahomes throws a ball behind the back in the red zone I, suspend me for a week from this show <laughs> I just I don't think I don't think that they can throw that kind of risk in the red zone like that's a very risky thing to do in the red zone I just don't see the Chiefs doing that in that situation 50 yard line first and 10 though yeah. Okay. Over under over under uh, over under behind the back passes set at half of a half of a throw. So over under set thing. at half. Here's the thing. They've been showcasing this as being practice, quote unquote, for like three years now in the Chiefs camp. I do think there is a specific scenario and specific play call where it is an option if everything looks perfect. I don't know when you get it though. That's the thing. I it's do like think- I think they have a singular play with a singular read and a singular look in which Mahomes has the green light to do it. I just don't know what all the stipulations are, it's, so I don't know when you're going to get it. It is going to be a running back swing to the it's flat. A, it's something say, super safe. Yeah. It's 100% a running back on a swing oh, route. Yeah, or it's, or I, I don't hate the like so a receiver or a tight end coming across the backfield on one of their other like misdirections. Something sure. coming out of the backfield, yeah. I agree. It's got to be towards the sidelines. Safe. It has Safe. to be towards the sidelines. <laughs> like, very again, very specific. Oh, uh, you don't like him rolling to his right, hitting the behind the back over the middle of the field? No. <laughs> but he'd probably pull it off, and it's probably better than Tua. Uh, Chris Albright, does Patrick LeVon Mahomes go scorched earth and break the touchdown record this year of 56 touchdowns? No, but he does go scorched earth. This man is going off. He is going to exceed a lot of expectations. The narrative is finally enough that he is going to win the the MVP and probably a Super Bowl MVP. There, I said it. I'm betting on him again. But I do think this is going to be a huge year for Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to go crazy. I think enough narratives are there without Tyreek being here with the, a lot of changes on the offense that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, that Patrick Mahomes guy is pretty good. And I think he's going to have an insane season. I don't think it's 56 touchdowns, though. Um, next question, Levi Lorenz. Who ends the season with more touches? Clyde Edwards Alaire or Ronald Jones, Craig? Clyde, hands down. I, I think it is. He was the first guy out on the field. I know that you know he 
failed the conditioning test. Our guy, Charles Goldman, that does, you know, KCSN daily for us on the Substack, He mentioned, you know, if one of those guys gets a little tweak while he's doing the conditioning test, not necessarily just straight up fails it. If he gets a little tweak, they kill it. They, they say, nope, no, nope, you're, you're done. And then he goes on the pup list. He's out there first thing immediately wearing a little sleeve on his leg. Could have just been a little stinger or something like that. I think he's option one a out of that backfield. I really do. He offers more in the passing game. Sure, Rojo is a little better runner, but we know Andy is going to throw the ball. He's going to pass protect better than Rojo does. Like he, all the things that Andy and Mahomes want to do, Clyde is better at. So I think he gets more touches. One has the potential to see the field on third downs. One doesn't. That's that's essentially where the difference you know lies to me. Is just how often they'll be on the field. All right, let's get one more in here before we get out of here. Uh, Matthew Kittner, I love this question. It's a great place to end. Ooh. Who won camp today? Ooh. Matthew, you started us off. Buddy, uh, Skymore's legs are definitely a top <laughs> contender for winning camp, okay? Like, this this man's built in the lower half like Tyreek Hill was. That's not a comparison of players, player type success. It's just he's a short dude that is not skinny, so you can't call him small. Everyone's going to call him small. He's not small. He's very thick. He just is short. And, you know, so, but I mean, the obvious answer, I think, is Juju Smith Schuster. The hype on him was the lowest coming in. You get to camp, he looks as good as anybody else there. He makes the play of camp essentially with that diving catch. It sounds like he was routinely good working from all these different spots. He then gets up on the podium, has a very, you know, does a very good job up there. Maybe it's overshadowed by Justin Reed, who was elite there later, but like he, everything he did was really good. So, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is the easy winner on, on day one here. I mean, no, the easy winner is Travis Kelsey, who got a massive pay raise today. <laughs> he did, man. I'm they surprised Maddie didn't else. go with Travis Kelsey. We there's Don't no there's me. no bit for there's no bit for for camp. <laughs> there's no bit for camp. No, they they move some stuff up. Like Travis Kelsey has a good day. You know, like he he looks good catching the ball from Patrick Mahomes. That's what everybody expected. But yeah. Makes a little more money, gets to hang out with his buddies on the field. Looks good. You guys are all the winners because Chiefs season is upon us. We all get a chance to get eyes on our team for the first time. Friends, we've made it. Thank you to everyone that's been watching live on the show. Please continue to watch. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, let's let's you know stay with us throughout the season because we've got an insane amount of stuff. We haven't even like shown everything that we're up to yet. So we still got more coming uh, and you can make sure you keep tabs and all that here at Casey sports network, hit the subscribe button. Thank you guys so much. And we will catch you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.